on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman along with Corey Ritzow. And on today's show, we're going to take you back over the 1-1 draw with Seattle that almost saw the senior team steal some points on the road. Then we'll look back on LA Galaxy 2's success in the Western Conference semifinals of the USL playoffs, as well as play post-game sound from that track and field stadium game. Then LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano will join us to get us updated on all things LA Galaxy. And finally, it's all the Galaxy news you can handle on this very busy bye week. Let's not waste any time. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. And it all starts right now. Listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and Corey Ritza. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am your host, Josh Gessman. Joining me as always is Mr. Corey Ritza. We've got a, uh, a fun show for you on a bye week, on a week where we don't get to preview any games. Um, but we do get to talk about LA Galaxy 2 in, pl- in place of some LA Galaxy talk. Uh, we'll talk some LA Galaxy news, including Jaime Pinedo popping back up on the radar as well, so that'll be fun. Uh, but, Corey, I think the place to start is the place we always start, which is Rico. Do we have to? <laughs> we have to talk about this game. It, it's not horrible, Corey. It's not, it's not the end of the world horrible. All right? It's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's meh. It's okay. It was right there. It was 30 seconds away from being, you know, three points and actually having a shot at the Supporters' yeah. Shield. I mean, that that's really what it comes down to. But is it wasn't like a Martin's amazing goal or <laughs> Dempsey doing something spectacular or a ridiculous free kick. Yeah. It was our favorite old friend that everybody always seems to score against us after they leave us coming back and uh, just kind of a dirty goal on the set piece after poor clearance. It, not being able to get out of your own zone, and uh, it, it is, he made a nice play. It's Chad Barrett. I mean, it's yeah. listen. I mean, if you're really smart about this, right? If you go back and and you're Bruce Arena, and right before that, you had a chance to whisper in everybody's ear. You say, "Hey, everybody, mark Chad Barrett," and leave everybody else wide open. I, I think that's what you would do because you knew that somehow that ball was going to find Chad Barrett and Jassy's artist. Hey, if you want to mark anybody, that'd be great too. Just, What's that? The, yeah, it, listen, we know Zardis is a striker. We know he's a converted to a midfielder, which means that his, his defensive abilities, Corey, not great. Um, and it proved right there, and, you know, that's what it is. It's one lapse in judgment over really 90 minutes of, of very good soccer from the LA Galaxy. I mean, this was the kind of result and, and the kind of game that you wanted. You go up there, you steal a goal, whether you call it steal. People are like, you got gifted a goal. Yeah, sure, you got gifted a goal. But at the same time, Robbie Keane makes that happen. Nobody else on the Galaxy would have made that happen, by the way. That's a Robbie Keane goal whenever he scores, all right? So that's how it that's is. what they get for playing on plastic. Oh, can we talk about, listen, everybody wants to talk about the football lines again. All right, it, football lines were horrible, and it made this game horrible to watch. Okay, that's that's a given, and there's no argument. And if you're Seattle and you're trying to justify how that looked, you can't. That's that's ridiculous. It's ugly, and it doesn't happen that often. So you know, if that's a, an excuse you want to live with, that's fine. But the the fact is that every time they play on that turf, Corey, it gets harder and harder. Uh, the ball bounces higher and higher. They might as well just be playing on a tennis court here pretty soon because there's there's no cushion on that turf. The ball just bounces stupid. It makes the game so ugly. Everybody wants to know why games in Seattle tend to be you know choppy and broken up. It's because of that turf. It is horrible, horrible, horrible. And the Galaxy dealt with it very well. Yeah, nothing new. I mean, I guess 
the thing that stands out from the game in terms of of what happened midweek was obviously they lost their top defender um, in Chad Marshall, who went down with what many suspected initially to be something pretty scary. Um, right. It, it, it doesn't seem that way now. It seems like he's going to be okay. Um, uh, but still, I mean, you take... I'm not, was he defender of the year last year, or I know he was a finalist at one point. But I, I don't uh, remember, I'll you know, you, you take him out of the middle, and uh, you would like to think that the Galaxy might be able to generate a few more chances, uh, you know, against their back line. But the Galaxy really haven't been that good away from home, regardless of who's on the pitch on the other side. So, a little disappointing they weren't able to put together more. But you know, part of part of being a good team is just taking taking the few chances that are presented for you and taking advantage of them and putting them away. And then at that point, it's not as urgent to go ahead and get a goal when you're already up one nothing for the last 45 minutes. So there's not as much of a sense of urgency, although if they were able to kill it off a little sooner, then you don't open yourself up to a late goal uh, to drop the two points there. But, um, you know, this, this could be the team in Seattle that uh, maybe just adding Marshall should he be healthy both of these teams really ran out there with what we fully expect to be their their you know a plus lineup yeah it was it, it was two good lineups it was two listen the only thing that I have a problem with is that Bruce Arena and this sit back and absorb pressure thing hasn't worked this year at all really and especially not on the road and you saw the Galaxy come out and be rather aggressive to start the game. Um, they they backed off that after a little bit, and you know they were able to to get the goal from Robbie Keane, um, which allowed them to just you know sit back even more. So thirty six minutes in, the Galaxy sort of did drop back and played a lot of people behind the ball, which if you're on the road is probably the proper way to play, Corey. But it's not the way I see this Galaxy team being able to play. I want to see the Galaxy press forward. If you got to see any of the New York Red Bulls Montreal game. That was played, uh, you know, uh, on Wednesday night. We're recording on Wednesday night, so it got played a little bit earlier. Um, you know, New York basically had was up a man um, early in the game, and then just continued to press and continued to press and continued to press. Yeah, they ended up giving back a goal and ended up being two one for the New York Red Bulls. Uh, but they they got the victory, and that team knows that they're not good at sitting back; that they have to press. And I'd like to see some of that from You're the not LA Galaxy. Get it. No, I know, but you just slap Bruce on the back of the head. Say every time no, you no, sit no, back. No, 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 no. The thing is, is he he's not gonna he's not gonna take the whip out and get on Gerard and Keane and frankly, still slightly out of shape, Dos Santos, mm-hmm. and have them chase around the ball on the back line and, and provide high pressure because they just physically can't do it. Um, and they're not, and they probably would refuse to. You you can get away with it if you have one David Beckham and then the rest of the guys have the engines of Juni or Marcelo Sarvis or you know Jossi Zardes. But when you have three of them mm-hmm. that you know are a little you know in terms of when the other team has the ball, they're a little bit you know prima donna ish. They're they're not going to be the guys that are running around chasing side to side, getting quality pressure. That's not true, Robbie Keane though. Robbie Keane, no, that he, is but he's true, no, Robbie no, Keane. he's he 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 ran back. He played defense. He was behind the ball a lot, a lot more than Giovanni dos Santos was. So Robbie Keane can Robbie Keane, if he needs to, will go back and get the ball. He will run. and He will play defense. Now he's a striker. He doesn't need to play that much defense, but if he has to, he will, and he'll chase. But somebody if they're going to play this high press line, you're going to have to talk about ten guys all moving in sequence together with one another. And all pressing and pushing and forcing the defense into corners or into these long outlet passes and and winning those balls and then going forward. Well, well who do you think? And with it, the old legs on the field, they're not able to do that. See, but I thought Juninho and Steven Gerrard played a great game in the middle, and I think there was a lot of pressure coming from both of those. And you have young legs in Juninho, so he's able to do that. So if you want to put Steven Gerrard and put him a little bit more defensive than Juninho and allow Juninho to press, then you get people like Sebastian Legette being able to press, Jossie Zardis being able to press. Robbie Keane up top pressing Juninho in the middle. But if you don't have Keane and Dos Santos working extremely hard on the back line, those players, whenever they get into trouble, all they have to do is pull it back and send it back around. And usually 7 and 10 are walking and kind of trying to get themselves into a position that's more offensive-minded, anticipating that somebody else is going to make the turnover so that they're in a good position to peel off and make a run off the back shoulder rather than putting themselves in a good position defensively where they're able to intercept the pass 
or force the other team into a challenging pass. They're w- usually getting ready to line up so that if a turnover happens, they're the they're the outlet. They're the one that maybe can get that quick strike. They're not usually the ones that are up there chasing side to side and forcing the other team into you know having to go all the way back to the goalie. Well, here here are my big takeaways, and I want to sort of sum up this game because I don't have any post game audio from the Seattle game. Didn't travel up there to get it, and and none of it's available, so so we don't have it there. But there's there's certain points that we need to sort of talk about in this. Number one is uh, the injury to Giovanni dos Santos comes out in the 87th minute, uh, ends up not being able to uh, to go for to, Mexico this weekend. to go for Mexico this weekend. We'll talk about that even more as as we get into the next. Uh, uh, next Galaxy segment. I'm sure I'll ask LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano about that. Uh, two to three weeks is the estimate on his injury right now. The Galaxy basically have two complete weeks off before they face off against Portland on October 18th. So that's something to watch there. So that's one thing. Uh, Robbie Rogers coming out at halftime. Dave Romney going in. Guess what? You know why nobody's talking about Robbie Rogers getting injured at halftime? It's because Dave Romney came in and did an admirable job, did good. Yes, he gave up the corner kick at the end, but quite honestly, um, it was, let's see, who was it? It was was Mears on the uh, on the right side was causing Robbie Rogers tons of trouble as well. Fitz. Dave, yeah, fits. So Dave Romney did just as well, if not better, than Robbie Rogers on the left hand side defense there going up against Mears, who was playing that overlap from the back position, who eventually ended up giving the corner kick up that got Seattle that goal in the late stoppage time. So um, big ups on Dave Romney. I'm high on this kid, really like him. So so that's something to take. It's any word on Rogers? No, nothing yet, and I don't know that it's much of a story yet. Rob. Robbie Rogers has been beat up. It was a hip uh, injury of some sort. We don't know how long. Uh, nothing has really come out too much about that. But uh, again, that's one of the storylines. Steven Gerrard almost scored. It went off the post uh, on it. It's something that you sort of need to watch. The LA Galaxy came very close to uh, just having a 2 nothing lead and really walking away with this. Uh, unfortunately, Corey... You know, the sitting back for me doesn't work as well. And I think that Steven Gerrard had an excellent game. I think, you know, who had an excellent game that's not getting any credit whatsoever is uh, Sebastian Legette had a really good game controlling a ton of bouncing balls um, from going out or, or balls that were played over the top on the carpet and giving in good passes. I, I, I really like that. I think Donovan Ricketts had a good game, um, had to make some saves, a couple good ones. Most of them were right at him. Uh, people want to say, Corey, that Seattle had, um, you know, played better than the LA Galaxy, and I would say that that I didn't see that. What Seattle had was plenty of possession with over sixty percent possession. Uh, but as far as dangerous chances, I think there's one dangerous chance where I was really like, wow, Galaxy really got away with that. Other than that, it was a lot of hopeful balls over the top, and you know, the defense played really well. Credit to the entire defense for that. Um, the defense didn't give up a goal. Ricketts I mean, didn't you're give still, up a goal. Yeah, you're talking about a team with Clint, with still Clint Dempsey and Obafemi Martins on the other side, and those guys, last you know, few months haven't exactly been healthy right. with playing alongside one another. But anytime those two are paired together up top. Uh, they don't need a lot of support, uh, and they're able to kind of manufacture chances out of nothing. But uh, you know, w- with the exception of a few, you know, C plus B minus chances here, they didn't they didn't really seem to be able to generate sort of those those grade A opportunities that we're accustomed to seeing from them. Yeah, there was one or two. Don't get don't confuse possession with uh, with playing better because I think the LA Galaxy uh, certainly played this game very well for ninety two minutes or so. Um, it was just that last part where uh, unfortunately you let Chad Barrett and you know credit to Seattle, well taken corner kick, a good flick on. Um, I think Pineda flicked it on for for Barrett and and Papa hit the corner kick. Um, if you saw Robbie Keane talking afterwards, he he didn't know who 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 Papa was, which was always humorous. I love it when they're like, "What's that number ten? What's that guy's name?" Number ten is like they're like Papa. Yeah, that guy. He uh, he had a good corner kick. So that type. Are of you thing. scared of this? I mean, not scared, but I mean, any fear in terms of matching up with a team like Seattle? Uh, no, I, I was a little bit. I was a little nervous to see how it was. This is what I'll leave everybody with on this game, and you tell me if you agree. Somebody said this on Twitter. I've adopted it. If this was a playoff game, and you went up there, and you tied on the road, you did your job, didn't you? I mean, that's... That, as that, good as they've been at home, you'd have to think so. You'd have to think so, and as bad as the LA Galaxy have been on the road, I think you walk away with a draw. And quite honestly, Corey, if they, if they, would, have, if they would have handed you a draw before this game started, you probably would have taken it. Um, so really? You, yeah, I think you would have. Because I was convinced that Seattle was going to put a big number up on the LA Galaxy, quite honestly, with the way the defense had played. Now, granted, defense played well, so I have no complaints. And Ricketts played well. Um, you know, the midfield, for the most part, played well. It was really just a lapse in judgment on Giassi's artist's part that kept this from uh, 
from 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 being a a three point steal highway robbery run back to StubHub Center, cash your points in, and then sit back and watch everybody chase. Uh, as it is with the draw, like I said, uh, supporters shield probably gone, and 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 we can talk about that more whenever we go over standings and all that stuff. But uh, still, not the end of the world. A good showing for the LA Galaxy. Build on that. Um, Robbie Keane was upset that the Galaxy didn't get the three points, and I think that's the right attitude to have at this point. Uh, Omar Gonzalez, because you know I have a special vendetta against him, according to some people. Omar Gonzalez said that he was happy about getting into the playoffs. Everybody else, for the most part, was uh, was not so happy about the playoff thing. That wasn't really what they said they expect to be in the playoffs, and uh, and quite honestly. Um, you know the uh, the law the the loss of two points was what they were thinking about right there. So, is what it is, Corey. I, I don't know what else you want to say about this game or or try to understand about this game. It just it just is what it is right now. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is the points are going to be so tight, and we'll we'll talk about this later on in the show. Um, but getting in one of those top two spots and having that buy is certainly going to be important. And then. Not only do you are you competing against other teams in the West for playoff position, but you want to make sure you're higher than you know what's probably going to be every other team except New York in terms of points. So that if anybody else besides Red Bulls uh, makes it out of the East, that you're hosting MLS Cup here in LA. So you know it, it, those two points are are going to play a huge role with these last couple games down the stretch. Well, so we shift our attention a little bit here to LA Galaxy 2. Los Dos got to play against Orange County Blues FC on Saturday night at the Track and Field Stadium in the Western Conference semifinals of the USL playoffs. I was there. Uh, hope you got to uh, follow me on Twitter there and uh, and catch some of the action on LAGalaxy.com. Remember, all the USL games are on uh, the web and stream for free, so really there's no excuse not to do it, and they have another game coming up, but wanted to talk about this game. Um, you know, just some highlights here. Uh, Corey, I know you didn't get a chance to see it, but um, I, like I said, I was there, got to talk to uh, to head coach Kurt Anolfo before the game, which we had on last week's podcast, and then I got to talk to him after the game as well, and also talk to um, Where did the Ari Galaxy Lasseter. finish in conference? They finished fifth in the Western Conference, and you sit there and say, fifth? Wow, that seems really far down. I think they were only two or three points off. Right, they were like yeah. they were in first with like yeah. two or three games left. It's really tight in USL, even tighter probably than MLS. I think between first and sixth was only a difference of three points. Sure. So, so how it all goes? But, but good, but, good to beat Sacramento after that's right. that that debacle last year. That's right. And then come in and uh, and blank Orange County Blues FC. Quite honestly, a uh, 100% 90-minute complete performance by uh, by Los Dos. Great stuff. Um, some real highlights. Um, Ari Lasseter, obviously, with two goals. Probably could have scored three or four other goals in this. Um, really, it was the Galaxy uh, exploiting the high line of the Orange County Blues who um, just couldn't keep up with some of the speed and and the quickness of the of the youngsters. And whenever we say youngsters here, it's even young compared to USL. I mean, Orange County is an older team, um, not not all USL teams uh, have the same age group. Uh, you can pretty much pull from anybody, so it can be as old or, or really as young as you want as a professional player, but um, because LA Galaxy 2 is this developmental team, they skew a, a, a lot younger. So this is a younger team going on uh, going on basically what should have been a road game, by the way. Um, it was supposed to be played at Orange County, but um, it got changed. They had a problem with UCI um, the field at UCI, they couldn't use it, so um, they ended up uh, coming back a- a- and playing the game at the Track and Field Center. But um, Ari Lasseter had two goals. I think, uh, for me, real standouts Real standouts in this game. Uh, Jack McBean, um, who has quietly had a very, very good season in USL. Uh, really excited about his development, quite honestly. Uh, he- he's gotten bigger, Corey. He's gotten stronger. He's able to hold the ball up. He is turning into sort of that Alan Gordon-type player. Um, obviously not as tall. Uh, but I can really see him coming on late in the game and, and holding up the ball. And then his work ethic is just ridiculous right now, running all over the place. I got to talk to his dad uh, before the game, and his dad was saying that uh, he that they had tracked Jack uh, in one of the last games at running over seven miles um, in the game, and that's from a striker. Um, so, yeah. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> well, he's doing a lot of work. He's coming back. He, he, he sort of plays striker midfield. Um, so he's doing what the first team guys aren't. He's doing a lot of work, that's for sure. Uh, Raul Mendiola, as, as I think I mentioned before, had an excellent game. Uh, Clement Diop, uh, the goalkeeper for LA Galaxy 2, saved the penalty kick, made a couple good saves. The back line 
for LA Galaxy 2, playing excellent right now. Uh, Franco, Steris, uh, Diallo, and Sorto have just been playing so, so well. Um, so it was a great game to watch. There were over 2,000 people at the track and field stadium, which I think is the, one of the largest uh, crowds that they had there. Um, just a lot of fun, a great night of soccer, and uh, you know, you're not going to probably see LA Galaxy 2. In fact, you will not see LA Galaxy 2 again this year at home. Uh, if they continue on past this next game, they'll go on the road again because they're the fifth seed sort of coming uh, out of the bottom there. It, it, it's not going to go well for them. But I wanted you guys to hear from uh, Kurt Anolfo and Ari Lasseter. So let's go over to some post-game sound. Here's Kurt Anolfo on his thoughts on the game. I thought it was uh, an excellent performance all the way through. I thought our guys competed extremely hard. Um, we knew that we had to outcompete them to position ourselves to win. And that's what we did. I mean, we, we fought hard, and then we'd worked all, all week on how to exploit their high line, which they play a very high line. And, you know, with a little bit of luck, we should have scored f- five goals tonight. You know, we, were the, we were the better team. Having said that, they fought to the end, and, and, and still I never felt comfortable until that final whistle blew. All right, so there's uh, Kurt Anolfo on the game. Uh, just just talking a little bit here, I asked him afterwards about uh, going on the road, Corey. Um, they have one of the best road records. Actually, they have the best road record in USL, so he was pretty confident. So here's Kurt Anolfo on having, having to travel for their next game regardless of who the opponent is. Nine wins on the road. You know, wherever we go, we know it's going to be tough. It's, if it's in Colorado, it's the altitude, and they're a very, very good team. And then... OKC has been almost unbeatable at home, so um, we'll, we'll watch the game tomorrow. Scout them, and you know, lick, you know, you know, we'll work on the things that we need to do better, and we'll be ready to, to play whether it's Friday or, or, or Sunday. All right, and so we do know the uh, the time and the place for that uh, for that game. It is uh, LA Galaxy two to face OKC Energy FC in the Western Conference Final. This game is on Sunday, um, October eleventh. It's at Taft Stadium, um, and it will be basically streamed. Yeah, streamed. LAGalaxy.com. Uh, four p.m. Pacific time is the kickoff on Sunday. Four p.m. All right, so you know that. Let's hear a real quick. Corey, before we go to break, um, from Ari Lasseter, the two goals. So here's Ari Lasseter talking about his goals um, in this game. Um, I think overall it was pretty well, you know, as a forward. You want to get goals and to end up getting two is, is a plus for me. But um, I'm a striker that always wants more and I left goals out on the table. But uh, fortunately, we got the win and we're on to the next round. All right, and then uh, we also I also talked to uh, Ari and asked him about traveling on the road again. So here he is uh, talking about Colorado and OKC, the two possible opponents at the time. Um, you know, Colorado is, is is a good team. They got good attacking players, and um, OKC is a is a good all around team as well. They got a good defensive line. Um, we just got to go and play our game. You know, we're the best team in the USL on the road, so we just stay focused, and I think we'll get the job done. All right, so there you go. LA Galaxy 2, again, will face OKC Energy FC. Ah, that's a nice, nice name there. OKC Energy FC in the Western Conference Final on Sunday, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. LAGalaxy.com is where you can find that stream. Should be great. You need to tune in. This is the game you should be watching this weekend. I know a lot of you are going to watch USA versus Mexico. That's not the biggest game. All right, that's not how it is. All right, that's that's the, the biggest game is LA Galaxy two, uh, possibly advancing to the USL finals, uh, where they would possibly play uh, some teams from the Eastern Conference, and we can talk about that a little bit in the second segment. Are you are you mad that you didn't get to see, um, you know, some of these low dose games this year, Corey? I know you got to see a little bit of them, some of them online, that type of thing. But do I have to drag you out to one next year? I think so. It's a good time. It's good. It's it, you know, USL soccer is crazy. Uh, lots of sprinting. You get five, I think five or six subs. Uh, I think it's five. You get five subs, so that adds to the craziness. Um, I mean, these young kids, they, you know, it's definitely high energy. Yeah, Ho- Jose on uh, on Periscope is telling me that OKC has somebody who does like the, that front flip throw-in. Oh, gosh. See? I mean, why don't you want to go see that? That's what you That's a circus act right there. Circus freaks from OKC. Sounds good to me, but uh, it should be interesting to see this LA Galaxy 2 team, who I think is very, very, very comfortable on the road. Go. They're ready to go. <laughs> no problems. You want them to play on the road, I think they might prefer it than, than the playing on the, the track and field stadium, so it'll be uh, interesting to see how that goes. Corey, you have anything else, or, or can we go ahead and take a break, and I can, I can call up Adam Serrano and, and talk to him a little bit. Give Adam a call. I'll be back in a little bit, and we've got some fun news that we get to break down. That sounds like a good plan to me. Uh, LA Galaxy News coming up. Bunch of talking, because there's no game to preview. Uh, We'll figure out something, I'm sure. 
Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. From COG Studios and not their mom's basement, it's Corner of the Galaxy. And welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. If you've heard this music, then you know this is normally the intro music to Corner of the Galaxy from the box, which I do with LA Galaxy Insider. But obviously, with a bye week, we're going to go ahead and switch things up a little bit. We're going to have Adam on, but not as a dedicated show, as part of this bigger show, so we can all take... Maybe a, a little bit easy. Don't have to do two shows. All that fun stuff. Adam, welcome, uh, welcome back to the show. Welcome back from your travels in Seattle. Oh, thanks, Josh. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I know it was uh, it was a fun trip. Uh, just from seeing a lot of the Galaxy fans go up there. Uh, maybe it wasn't the perfect result that everybody wanted. It was close to a perfect result that everybody wanted. Uh, but what do you make of uh, of the game up in Seattle, Adam? I mean, first and foremost, it's uh, it's always beneficial that they clinch the playoff berth. Uh, you know, that's always goal number one uh, for the Galaxy is to first get into the playoffs and then see, you know, what happens from there. So although they could not, you know, get a result due to, you know, a late breakdown uh, on a corner, uh, to get into the playoffs is definitely a huge boost for this team. And I mean, it just sets them apart and know, makes them know that they're okay. They're be, going to be able to go forward now in the future, and hopefully, you know, see if they can win a sixth championship. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Now, there's sort of two different views on this. I, I think you gave the Omar Gonzalez view. It's good to win, good, good to be in the playoffs type of thing. And then you have the Bruce Arena and Robbie Keane view of it, which is we expected to be in the playoffs. It's not a big deal. And Robbie Keane was just ticked off that they lost the game. Where where sort of this, does this team fall in terms of uh, their mindset after that game? I mean, you know, when you talk about people like Bruce Arena and Robbie Keane, of course, they're not going to like the results. Uh, the way it was right after the result, they're always going to be like that. Um, but I think when you when you take a step back, you see that you know it is a very good high of result because they just clinched the spot in the playoffs. Yes, they're still you know semi alive for their you know MLS supporter shield and the top seed in the Western Conference. So that's always a a positive. But you know it did give you a lot of lessons. Uh, to learn, first off, you know, they have to be better kind of closing out games, and that's something we've seen over the last couple of years be an issue uh, for the Galaxy. And, you know, we kind of see it, saw it rear its ugly head again uh, in Seattle uh, with that, you know, late breakdown. You know, you see Dave Romney kind of concede the corner kick after repeated opportunities to clear it away, and then Jossie Dardis kind of lost his man on that play, which... Yeah you know, led to Chad Barrett's goal. So that's always a thing. And also, you know, the Galaxy did have plenty of chances to put this one away, but you never were able to kind of finish it off. So it's all about closing out games. And I mean, that's a lesson that you have to learn when you get into the playoffs, because that's the ultimate scenario of kind of closing out games, being, you know, concentrated, as Keen said, and finishing things out to, to win games. And that's what you have to do to win a championship. Well, as we move on now, we take a look at some of the uh, some of the different things that we have around the league, or, or at least around covering the LA Galaxy. Adam, you look at uh, Robbie Keane and Jossie Zardes, both up with their national teams now. Uh, Robbie Keane, obviously, with the Republic of Ireland, and just had a baby. Literally has a baby, then goes and <laughs> flies across the uh, the the United States, the ocean, over to Ireland to uh, to get ready for the Republic of Ireland's game against Germany in the Euro qualifiers. A uh, little whirlwind for uh, for Robbie Keane there. Yeah, I mean, congratulations to the Keene family. They have their second kid, uh, their second boy. Um, 
But, you know, Robbie Keane's a gamer. He's going to be right on that flight to Dublin. Uh, they have two massive games that they want to qualify for Euro 2016. Uh, they play at home in Dublin against the World Cup champions Germany, right. who they famously, you know, got a 1-1 draw from earlier this year, and then they have to go to Poland uh, to play a very tough Polish team, uh, you know, that is full of talented players, and which this game is kind of something of a rivalry for Ireland because, you know, Poles are actually the largest uh, immigrant group in that country, so... It should be an interesting one, but these are two must-win games for the Republic of Ireland, and they'll need Keane to be on at his best on his form if uh, they're going to advance to their second straight Euro championship. Well, and then we move on to GLC's artists with the U.S. men's national team, obviously. Uh, United States versus Mexico, uh, a chance to get into the Confederations Cup. This is the CONCACAF Cup here at the Rose Bowl. Um, GLC's artists getting a chance to partake in this. Omar Gonzalez not getting a chance to partake in this. Uh, wasn't selected, and then uh, Giovanni Dos Santos injured, get, picks up an injury in Seattle, uh, is not going to be part of this. What do you make of, of both Omar Gonzalez being left off on the team and Giovanni Dos Santos and his injury? Uh, you know, I think it's it's kind of silly to see a guy like Omar omitted. I know that a lot of Galaxy fans have you know, been a bit harsh on the defender lately. Uh, he hasn't been at his best, but, you know, I would take him, and especially if you consider his big game experience, having played against Mexico at Azteca, kept a shutout in that game, and then played in other big games in the World Cup, uh, I think he's the he's the guy that I would want to go with in such a big game, especially when you think about the chemistry he has with players like a Matt Beasler, and I think that that's something the U.S. is going to need. But you know they opted not to call him up. Uh, with Giovanni Dos Santos, we had an update from Bruce Arena today when I spoke to him, and he said he'll be out uh, at least uh, two or three weeks. Uh, they don't know as much as two or three weeks. So it's still kind of up in the air what his status will be. But, you know, Bruce Arena said that you know, they're really sad to see Gio miss this game for Mexico. They wanted him to be there. They knew that Gio wanted to be there. And it's tough to have him miss this game. But they hope that he'll be back uh, to full fitness sometime before the end of the regular season. Yeah, it should be interesting. The LA Galaxy, again, don't play another game until Sunday, October 18th, when they host the Portland Timbers at StubHub Center. Uh, so that's when uh, you're, you're targeting a possible geo return, although if I'm Bruce Arena and he's not absolutely 100%, uh, Adam, I'd, I'm pretty sure maybe you just shut him down for the rest of the season and look for him to come in the playoffs because I don't know how much there is really going to be uh, a, a difference here again in the Portland game and the Sporting Kansas City game. Obviously, the LA Galaxy are very close to a supporter shield right now, um, but that doesn't mean that that's how it's going to pan out as we get closer towards the end of the season here with uh, FC Dallas having some games in hand. So t- some teams from behind, uh, New York Red Bulls maybe running away from it, w- running away with it as well. So it'll be interesting to sort of see how that all um, you know comes through and what priority Bruce puts on taking back uh, Giovanni Dos Santos there and doing that. Are you looking forward to any games uh, coming up this weekend? I know uh, as we're recording this podcast Wednesday night, we have Vancouver Vancouver and FC Dallas getting ready to play tonight a, a game where the LA Galaxy fans uh, you want to scream for a draw I think in this one I, I don't think there's a there's a good winner that you really want out of this but are you looking forward to any games coming up over the weekend or, or you have anything your, your your eyes on I mean I think it's big for for Galaxy fans uh, that you know Vancouver and Dallas you know play the two two draws and preferably two scoreless draws I don't know if that's going to happen but um, I mean, that's that's key there for the Western Conference. Uh, you know, New York, as we speak right now, is leading uh, the Montreal Impacts. So that's a big game uh, for Supporter Shield. But, I mean, I think the eyes of North American soccer, the Southern California soccer, are all on Pasadena and the Royal Seco at the Rose Bowl for USA versus Mexico. This is a mammoth game. Don't try to drive in Pasadena on Saturday, right. I'm sure probably drive downtown, there's a Dodgers playoff game, you might just want to avoid all that. I would take the, the 710 maybe if you're having to go that way. Uh, but it's going to be huge. I'm very interested to see where Jurgen Klinsmann puts Jossie Zardes. Uh, he's had him as a midfielder, but for this game, he calls him up as a forward. So maybe you see Jossie up top, and I think it would be such a momentous occasion if Jossie was to get on the score sheet you know, hometown kid from Hawthorne scoring in, you know, 
what is one of the finest sports venues in the entire world mm. at the Rose Bowl against Mexico. It's going to be quite the game. I'm very excited for it. I'll be there uh, covering it for Galaxy.com. And, you know, it's it's going to have everything you want to see. You have to tune into this one. It's going to be big. It's going to be a big game for sure. Did you know there's also, for, for everybody out there, there's also an MLS game on that day, by the way, just in case you were bored and you needed some MLS. Uh, a 6 p.m. Eastern time starts. That's a 3 p.m. start out here, Pacific Colorado Rapids versus Montreal Impact, in case you're interested in that one. Obviously, the biggest game. See, Adam, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contradict you a little bit here. The biggest game on Saturday um, actually, I, I should say on Sunday um, is the LA Galaxy two game, right? I mean, that's that's the really big game this weekend. Or the LA Galaxy two will take on OKC Energy FC in OKC in the Western Conference Finals for the USL. Um, are you excited about this one? Do you think that LA Galaxy two has the players, has the talent to go to OKC and win that game? Oh, it's going to be absolutely immense. Uh, here they are in a semifinal, basically, for the second year in a row as, a, you know, a player development team. Let's be, let's be frank. Uh, this is not, not all USL teams are created equally. Some are created to win championships. Some are developing players, and that's exactly what Galaxy 2 is all about. But they've reached, you know, the semifinal with one game away from uh, clinching a spot in the USL final for two straight years, and I think that's an accomplishment for Curtin also on what he's done and his coaching staff. Um, but you're talking about a Galaxy 2 team that's beaten the defending champion Sacramento Republic on the road. They defeated OC Blues in a you know commanding performance, yep. and now they have to go play OKC. It's going to be a big test for this team, but we talk about development. I've said that many times in the last few seconds. That's key, and if you want to see players like a Jaime Villarreal, like a Clement Diop, like an Ari Lasseter, really develop and hit that next level. They have to be able to show in big games like this. The atmosphere, I'm sure, is going to be electric in Oklahoma. You're going to want to back their hometown team, hoping to get them to a final. I don't know how good the Oklahoma Sooners are in football this year, but I mean, this is going to be the big story in town until right. Oklahoma City Thunder play. So it's going to be big locally, and the Galaxy 2 have to be there to shut them down and you know clinch a spot in the USL final where they will be on the road again. So I think it's going to be a huge test for this team, but they have the talent. Uh, Lasseter is in form, two big goals after being suspended for the Sacramento match. So he scored in his last two consecutive games. Uh, I think he's going to be on fire. They're going to need him to play, play well. They're going to need another big performance out of Clement Diop, the goalkeeper. Right. Um, you know, all, all the chips are there. We just have to see how this one goes. No, it's going to be great. Uh, should be a lot of fun. And if you didn't get to see the uh, the LA Galaxy 2's victory over the Orange County Blues at StubHub Center uh, track and field stadium, then you missed a great game. Um, you know, Jack McBean had a great game. I think Raul Mendiola had a great game. Ari Laster with two goals probably could have had two or three more. Um, he had a great game. Uh, Diop with a penalty kick save in that game. So uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch. You want to watch this USL uh, playoffs again. The Western Conference Final is on Sunday at 4. 4 p.m. Pacific. You can find it streaming directly at LAGalaxy.com. No need to find out uh, some like weird link. It's right on LAGalaxy.com, right on the front page. That's where you're going to find it. All right. All right, Adam, is there anything else you want to talk about on this bye week? Uh, the LA Galaxy getting some rest. Actually have the weekend off. No training over the weekend. Uh, I'm sure they'll be watching it. Is, is, there any, is there anything we need to look for as we head into the beginning of next week? I mean, this is kind of it's square and crunch time. You know, last we have two games left uh, in this season. Uh, you know, you have players come back from injuries. That's going to be a topic of discussion. You know, players like a Robbie Rogers, players like an Angel of the Garza, Camino, Giovanni Dos Santos, all kind of dealing with injuries. But you know, this is the this is the crunch time of the season. It's when championships are won. So, you know, all eyes are on on the playoffs right now and. We'll see how these uh, last two games end, but I think it's a, a nice break. And, you know, credit to Bruce Arena for scheduling a break for the Galaxy in two straight uh, international windows. Yep. So you, it allows them to have the chance to get back to full fitness uh, before the playoff chase. So it's a great coup for him, and we'll see how it all works out uh, in the next week. Well, it should be a lot of fun to watch. And, of course, uh, if you want to uh, to find Adam or anything that he does, you just go to LAGalaxy.com forward slash insider. 
All right, LAGalaxy.com forward slash insider. Adam, thanks for mu- so much for coming on, and we will, uh, we will be back next week, you and I, uh, to bring back Corner of the Galaxy from the box with another guest and, and a great topic. All right, sounds good? Sounds good. Can't wait. All right, that's LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano joining us right here on Corner of the Galaxy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. Corey will be back right after this. We have a whole bunch more to talk about. We're going to touch on some of the subjects that Adam and I talked about. We have just lots, lots more and some fun stuff that we probably don't normally get to do because there's no game preview. How about that? That's fun. That's a good time. All right. We're going to talk some LA Galaxy 2. Lots of good stuff coming up right here on cornerofthegalaxy.com. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Galaxy, don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Kessler and Corey Ritz out with you. LA Galaxy Insider just on the show at LA Galaxy Insider if you're looking for him. Not like you needed that, by the way. Just, just, just giving you a heads up once again. That's what, I, that's what I do. Corey and I were arguing in, in the break, and if you get to go on Periscope, you get to hear us arguing about things that he thinks we should talk about and things that I don't think we should talk about and, and other things. So, we'll prob- Who does Periscope agree with? Uh, Periscope was arguing with each other. All right? Gonna, that's, that's the internet in a nutshell. Uh, that's, that, is, that is pretty much how it is, and, and that's fine. It was, it was good banter, and that's great. Uh, we were talking about Landon Donovan and his comments that he made about Jurgen Klinsmann, and I said that that is not an LA Galaxy issue because nowhere in this is LA Galaxy mentioned, and nor does it affect anything with the LA Galaxy. And that is why I didn't write an article about it to go on LAGalaxy.com. I didn't ask anybody to write an article about it, and why I feel like we shouldn't talk about it. But if Corey wants to get me all riled up about Landon did Donovan, it work? It, did it work? It, it did. It, you got me all riled up. But if he yeah. was what what Landon Donovan said was around the world. If a coach got these results and he lost in a big deciding game like this, then he would get fired. That's what he said. Now, all of you who want to infer that it says, well, Landon Donovan wants your Klinsman to get fired if he gets if 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 he loses this game, that's fine. You can infer that, but that's on you. That's not on Landon. And for everybody who went and decided to at Landon and call him a crybaby and bitter, it just shows that you have never talked to the man for longer than about three seconds in person because guess what? He does not carry a grudge. He's not bitter. He could care less. And he already knows that he's going to outlive and outlast Jurgen Klinsmann. He knows that he's going to be with the U.S. men's national team a long time after Jurgen Klinsmann gets fired. Landon Donovan is chilling, traveling the world, doing his thing. He doesn't care about what you guys think of him. He doesn't care that you think that he's bitter because he's not. And quite honestly... Uh, you know, if you ask for his opinion, he's going to give it to you now. And that's okay. That's how he's, it should be. He's he, not afraid to he, speak no. his mind. Well, he, and, and everybody goes, well, why didn't he do this when he was a player? Because would you, would you talk bad about your boss when, you were, when, you, when, at, when you're at work, Corey? Well, if you talk bad about your boss, uh, you get to sleep Ooh. on the couch. You get to sleep on the couch, so I wouldn't suggest that you do that. Yeah, um, but but you can't talk bad about your boss whenever you're employed. Now, afterwards, you can badmouth your boss. Afterwards, that's fine. You can be like, "God, I'm glad I'm out of there." You know, you had to do what you had to do. Um, you know, so it is what it is. It's it's so not an issue. And Landon Donovan is is so an let's, expert let's on forget, soccer. For, let's t- let's forget about the the cat fight part of it. Right. Let's just talk about what he actually said real quick, and then we can move on. But. Do you agree with the content of what he said? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Around the world, that's exactly what has happened. Now, do I agree? I mean, Mexico's gone through four? 
three coaches three maybe maybe four it could be it's it's at least three since, right since you know in the last maybe like three years with with world cup qualifying and them being on the break and u.s bailing them out yeah yeah i mean yeah i think it might be might be three or four so they go through those coaches i mean it no, you don't want to be Mexico. And Corey, do you believe that if Jurgen Klinsmann loses this game, that he should be fired? Should yes. Okay. See, I don't. But I but I agree with what Landon said, which is that. Well, that's that's the that's the the crux of the argument, right? Uh, how about if he coached any other almost any other country in the world, would he be fired? Yes, he would be fired. There, there's that. the The question is, is that conducive to the long-term growth or the development of soccer in a country if you are changing national team directors, technical directors, and you know and that's what and similar to yep. Mexico three or four three or four times in four years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and quite honestly, I'm glad the pressure isn't quite there yet because I don't want to see a carousel like they did. See, but I don't but I, if 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 Klinsman was let go, it's not because he was only given nine months on the job. Right. He was given plenty of time. He had a cycle. He's through a cycle. We we got we got the same amount of time out of Bob Bradley, uh, and, and the same the same standards applied to him at that time, and uh, the next guy being Klinsman after Bradley came in and did fine. So so, so that that's I, it. That's but I but I don't know. Is that a good like? We stand here and and we do a podcast on a local club team. Uh, that is not a. Fr- I mean, granted, Bruce Bruce, Bruce has Bruce, been, been there Bruce since two thousand nine. Uh, resume is is there and right. uh, pretty much uh, can't be questioned at this point in time. Yep. Um, but we we would not be afraid to Tough. come on and talk about poor decisions, no. poor substitutions. No. We always talk about how he fails to be forthcoming with information and that drives us nuts and we can kind of read through the tea leaves having been around the team for the last five years but he wins right so at, no matter how much we complain even if we're valid in our arguments and our complaints with bruce arena he wins and so you can't toss a coach that wins bottom line is if you do stupid but if he wasn't we we would we, we would, would be not be af- no we're no not, we, we're we, not we, afraid to say no, no no we wouldn't and i wouldn't care if anybody called me a crybaby or bitter for whatever reason they think i am landon donovan is a soccer expert he's allowed to give his opinion um if you don't like his opinion that's fine but don't call him bitter because he's being put into a, a position now where he's a pundit where they're going to ask him questions and don't act like he's still on the team and he owes anything to the U.S. soccer team or to Jurgen Klinsmann where he doesn't get to talk. Landon Donovan gets to talk and has earned the right to talk anytime he damn well pleases. All right, hopefully he'll come on this show. Landon, you are free to disagree with him. Yeah, you are free to disagree with him, but do it from the sense that he's now a pundit. That's what it's about. All right, you, that's, that's you what would, I mean. You disagree with him. I, I, dis, I disagree. No, I agree with what he's saying. I just don't agree with that thought. Right, as far as I agree with what he's saying, in other he places he would that, get fired. He didn't say that that he should or shouldn't be fired. He just expressed that there is a disparity in terms of the pressure that's applied from in and outside this country. There you go. So there, that's it. All right. So all right. So let's let's on, transition. Yeah, now. onto We've that. Got, but a good segue. Good segue right. because we're so talking how, about how this does game this weekend and what's going on in Pasadena, and it's going to be ninety-seven degrees out. Right. How does that apply to? Uh, the LA, LA Galaxy. Galaxy. Well, the two team members that, or there's the two of the three team members that we thought might strapping up and playing against one another, don't look like they're going to be able to play. O- only one, one because he's out with injury, and the other because he wasn't called in. Yeah. So Omar Gonzalez is not selected for Concacaf. Simple question for you, Corey. He does not get called to the Concacaf Cup because he got screwed by Jurgen Klinsmann because he's friends with Landon Donovan, or <laughs> because he didn't deserve to go. Wow, um, is there another? Is there another question? I mean, does he? I I would I you know, I don't believe that this has been the the best year for Omar Gonzalez's play that we've ever seen out of him. That said, I still don't believe there are people that have been taken ahead of Omar Gonzalez that are better than him. Yeah, I mean, there is something to that. I think Omar Gonzalez, when he focuses and puts his pressure on, can absolutely play in the game uh, versus Mexico and do do a fine job. I really do. He he put Didier Drogba in his pocket for 90 minutes and was able to do that. I think he can handle anybody on Mexico, quite honestly. But 
his play didn't deserve it for me, and he's not shown the heart or the necessity really to to improve himself now. Um, if you were to write down on a piece of paper like the eight qualities that you want out of a defender, and then you were to write down Omar Gonzalez and Ventura Alvarado and who you think is better at each of those eight categories, I think Omar, <laughs> Omar would probably win about six of those eight categories. He will, but as far as as far as you know, Omar Gonzalez and the way he's played, it's just it's form right now. So has Alvarado played better than Omar Gonzalez? I mean, I'm not gonna. Proclaim myself a Liga MX expert, right? But from the few games that I have seen, combined with the few people that I follow that do comment regularly, I have seen that that is not the case. Yeah, and so uh, Jose on Periscope, who's who's basically my uh, my Google whenever we're talking about things, and he, he throws stuff up, says he's not starting for Club America right now, so he's not getting the time. So I mean, you know, quite honestly. You gotta really wonder what Jurgen Klinsmann sees in Omar Gonzalez and why Bruce Arena uh, doesn't see the same thing. If you wanted to bench Omar Gonzalez and, and send a message, um, you you got two games to do it. And this is a guy that just a year ago, you know, was playing in games against Germany and Belgium and doing okay, fairly well. He would he still made he's prone to the big mistake. He doesn't anticipate, uh, and at the international level, that's that's real obvious whenever he doesn't anticipate. So well, you you just said prone to big mistakes. And uh, and I think that there are a few other people on the on the squad that that might have a higher chance of being prone to those mis- those same mistakes. I mean, that's the, the defenders are always going to get singled out. Very well, could be um, Giovanni dos Santos, as we already talked about, not going to go to Concacaf Cup. Um, not going to do that. So because uh, he's injured, he's out two to three weeks. Do you rush him back against Portland? Nope. I know. I, ta- I talked to. I know you didn't get to hear this segment with uh, with Adam as I talked to Adam, but um, you know, I said that I would not bring him back until he's a hundred percent. If that means that he doesn't play for the rest of the season, that's fine. Bring him into the playoffs, and and we'll go from there. I would rather get uh, Giovanni dos Santos uh, completely a hundred percent healthy, and maybe drop a position in the playoffs as far as what our final standing is and, and where we go. You and then need have him, him at healthy. 100% to yeah. make a title run. That's right. That's what, that's what you, you want him at 100%. I'm not saying you need him at 100 You need him, but you want him at 100%. And so if you can get him back, you need that. Uh, let's see. We're still keeping an eye on this Vancouver game as we're recording. I know you guys are already going to know the score whenever it comes in, but it's 76 minutes, still 0-0, um, which is a good result for the Galaxy if it can hold that way. So we'll uh, we'll continue to update it all the way to the very end of the show, and, and hopefully maybe, I, well, God, I hope we don't talk for another 15 minutes. There, that's, there's probably no need for that. But we'll at least uh, at least you'll know how we go all the way. Uh, we can get there. Uh, Robbie Keane, also on international duty. We talked about Giassi Zardis up with the U.S. men's national team. He has two games with the U.S. men's national team, uh, the United States versus Mexico game, which is the one everybody's talking about, the Confederations Cup game. Um, Quick question for you, based on based on this Euro qualifier. Yes, yes. Because you have, you've done, you're such an excellent job of researching and providing stats on the, on the show notes. I yes. have to applaud you for the listeners. Thank you, thank you. Uh, they have two games left here. Yeah, for the Republic of Ireland has two and games they, left. They play Germany first. Yes, and Poland sits just a couple points ahead of them. Yep, both Germany is in first right now. With uh, let's see, where's their points? With 19 points, Poland in second in Group D for Euro qualifying uh, with 17 points. The Republic of Ireland in a playoff spot right now. I think third place is a playoff spot. Okay, second that was place, my question. Yeah, I think second place is automatic spot. All right, so and then you either go to a additional playoff. qualifying playoff yep. or, or you, you take like the team with the most points no, they, of the 12 groups or how no, many no, they do they are? do a, they do a playoff so okay. they, they would they would play off after this um right now the so playoff then that looks re- like renders my question yep. null and so, void so germany is the huge game coming up and the republic of ireland host them um, at Aviva Stadium in Ireland uh, should be a great game. That game is on Thursday, October 8th. If you want to watch it, it's at on ESPN at 2.45 Pacific. Um, that's an Eastern time, all right, 2.45 Pacific. So I'll let you do the math. Was that 11.45 uh, uh, Pacific time? Real close to that. So you can do that. And then Sunday, October 11th, it's Republic of Ireland traveling to Poland, uh, which is, as you heard, LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano say, is a rivalry game because one of the largest immigrant populations in Ireland is Pol- is of Polish descent. And so uh, going to Poland, and so it's a, it's a rivalry game, should be great to see. Uh, basically, Republic of Ireland get a chance to really put them 
themselves in whatever position they want by playing well. So uh, for Robbie Keane, who congratulations, just had a uh, a baby boy. Saw um, that on social media. Yeah, he had a baby boy um, and then left two hours later to go to Ireland to train. So Claudine Keane uh, currently looking for Robbie Keane to kill. Um, but nonetheless, it's uh, it's good that uh, congratulations to Keno. Uh, we're going to try to have him on the show here before the end of the season um, and, and talk to him again about uh, everything uh, this season and everything. So we'll we'll make a focus on that. So that's sort of where your international absences go. Just want a reminder that that Jalsey's artist does have two games. The United States plays on Tuesday, October 13th as well against Costa Rica. Nobody really cares about that game, but it's in Red Bull Arena in New Jersey. So some travel for Jalsey's artist. But again, the LA Galaxy don't play again, Corey, until October. October 18th against Portland. So that's what you uh that's what you get from all this stuff, all right? All right, let's see. I'm I'm updating my uh my score. 78th minute still 0-0 for Vancouver and Dallas just in case you were wondering. Jaime Pinedo was talking to the press, Corey. He was talking to the press. And what was he saying? He was saying that he feels maybe he feels a little bit bad about leaving the LA Galaxy as abruptly as he did. Basically, he talked to uh the Panamanian press um, before uh, Panama training, I believe, uh, whenever they're on international break. He doesn't have a club right now. He is clubless. So remember, he went from the LA Galaxy to no club because he wanted the two-year contract and then left when he didn't get it. Um, I don't know if that was that was great, but basically some of the quotes he says, he says, MLS is a great league, but the economic issue, um, you know, the financial issues really marked his decision. All right. So he wanted to get that two year contract. Uh, he said explicitly, I was looking for a two year contract in MLS. And then uh, the, his final quote that we sort of pulled out of this was uh, my departure from the LA Galaxy was abrupt. And it was. So um, you get all this together, and basically what it says to me, Corey, is that he's feeling bad about the fact that he left, and quite honestly, he should, because he could have stayed to the end of the season and then negotiated the two-year contract at the end of the season. There's no reason. Uh, But quite honestly, uh, him not having... Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, it's sort of... What's better... The devil's in the details in that a player like Jaime... I don't know how exactly it works, but he he obviously wants to come and play for a club like the Galaxy. Um, And so when he originally signs, he's able to go ahead and and get in with them. But then when they're looking to trim salary, that's going to be one of the places that they're looking to uh, try and find a bargain for. And and so you want to come and you want to play with the top club in MLS, you may have to be willing to uh, not get quite what you want. And based on the current structure... Uh, that it is what it is, and so he 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 makes a choice to walk away, and unfortunately for him, uh, you know Bruce is the one that has all the cards in the deck. So, well, the thing is that if you're telling me you're making a financial decision for your family, and you're going from a job that's going to pay you money to a job with uh, to no job then I'm going to question your decision-making skills. If you have somewhere else to go, that's great, and I understand it. Then you have leverage. But it sounds like Jaime was trying to negotiate from a position of zero leverage when his contract wasn't up yet. Um, he still had a contract to play out. And I, hey, granted, I know these guys don't make a lot of money, and, and that's the way it goes. Um, so so here, I guess I guess there might be a few more details that we could be missing, and, and so that's why I don't know. I mean, Of course there is. Because... But- the, because, because he hasn't signed a new contract, but does MLS still sort of own his rights at this point in time? No, because I think they released him. So there's, I don't think there's any rights to be had or anything like that. I think it was just a clean walkway. So he's free to sign with, with whomever anybody. and wherever he chooses. Yeah, because he was released. Yeah, there was there was no issues with that. So he can go anywhere. Um, he's not. He's he's unemployed, like I said, which is uh, too bad. I like time. If you wanted Pinedo, back, but... would would uh, uh, he... on Bruce's terms? Would you welcome him back? Yeah, if he wants to come back next year, sure. Absolutely. He can come you back. Think, think I, Bruce will let him come back? Uh, Yeah, I do. I do think so. I like Jaime Pinedo, not because I think he was a great goalkeeper. In terms of great LA Galaxy goalkeepers in the last, since 2009, for me it goes Donovan Ricketts, Josh Saunders, and then uh, and then Jaime Pinedo. Um, because quite honestly, I haven't seen enough from Jaime Pinedo. Um, he was not as sound as everybody likes to make him, and he's probably just as good as Donovan Ricketts. Maybe made one or two better saves than Ricketts. Would you feel good age. about Ricketts being the starting goalkeeper in 2016? Uh, I would have more issues with that. I think that the Galaxy need to figure something out around here. 
I, I really do, because I don't think Ricketts can continue to beat play at his it age. It just seems to be one of the areas where Bruce is always looking to cut costs. He could go with Brian Rowe. You want to go the cheap option? You got Andrew Wolverton, the six-seven goalkeeper. Yep. Would you feel good about either one of those? Uh, I like Brian Rowe a lot. If you want to go real young, you could go, or, or real raw, you could go Diop from LA Galaxy 2 as well. He's a great goalkeeper. Love watching him play. Maybe he needs to come up. I mean, the Galaxy have that position in lockdown as far as people, if they want to give him the chance, and behind a pretty good good defense i'm i think i'm okay with that so we'll see if they uh they try to do that and what they do all right Corey, let's go through just real quick some some standings and we're trying to keep them updated as these games are still going still by. zero zero 80 second minute all right 80 second minute um if you want to do some praying along and and you're you're not listening to this live and you already know it it's going to sound stupid but you know keep keep working on that zero zero draw a draw of any sort pretty much this good. whole thing sounds stupid whether it's live or recorded i, so. will, I will agree with you on that one uh la galaxy currently in first place uh depending on the outcome if fc dallas draws with vancouver they would get another point so it would tie the LA Galaxy uh, with the games in hand. They'd probably jump the LA Galaxy. So it would be uh, FC Dallas in first place, LA Galaxy in first. But the LA Galaxy have clinched a playoff position. If uh, if I haven't already said that, there's your reminder. LA Galaxy are there. Um, if you could get second place, if you could get first in the Western Conference, which is still a possibility, uh, that would be real good. Real, real good for the LA Galaxy and as far as playoff standings. But again, Vancouver... Uh, excuse me, we'll be even with the LA Galaxy on games. FC Dallas will have a game to make up. Vancouver and Dallas play each other again a week from today. Remember, we're recording on a Wednesday. The next Wednesday, they play each other again, only they're flip-flopping. They'll be down in Dallas to play again, so you're going to be wanting to have another draw. So those two teams, Corey, will play twice before the LA Galaxy play their next game, which is which is crazy and fun. So everybody will be level, and Vancouver will actually even have one further game played than the LA Galaxy, which yeah. is a rarity for, for Galaxy this year to have somebody else having played more games than them. Yeah, and then I believe FC Dallas plays a weekend game next weekend, the same weekend that the LA Galaxy do. Yeah, they play at Real, Real Salt Lake. So a tough little finish for FC Dallas, although RSL should be a pushover except when the LA Galaxy play them. Um, you know, it's interesting to see there. The supporter Shield leader right now with 54 points is the New York Red Bulls. Uh, they have played 31 games right now at 54 points in the supporter Shield. It's the LA Galaxy currently in second again. I think we can pretty much... I think they, get, they wrap it up. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I, I think New York gets the supporter shield, and if the LA Galaxy were going to take it, they had to beat Seattle, and they didn't, um, because then it would have put them in a in a closer position uh, after New York's win over Montreal. So, uh, you know, that's sort of how it breaks down. Listen, a lot of really good games coming up, so you're going to want to watch them. Midweek games, um, big time uh, coming up this next week. Uh, Toronto and New York will play. FC Dallas and Vancouver again. The Real Salt Lake and the Portland Timbers play again. Friday night soccer is Orlando City and New York City. San Jose and Sporting Kansas City. You want to watch that Sporting KC game because obviously the LA Galaxy will travel to Sporting Kansas City the last weekend of the L- of the MLS season to play them um, in in Kansas City. So you want to watch that game as well. Uh, Toronto versus Columbus coming up on Saturday, October seventeenth, before the LA Galaxy play on Sunday. Uh, New England, Montreal, and then RSL FC Dallas. That uh, that last game on Saturday night that you want to keep an eye on again. Lots of good games to watch, Corey. you got to watch them all right now because in the Western Conference, a win here or a win there could honestly be the difference between uh, you know, the LA Galaxy finishing in second in the Western Conference or first in the Western Conference or fifth in the Western Conference. It can all go away real quickly right now with how the LA Galaxy um, are sort Absolutely. of out, out ahead. And I think for a team like the Timbers, you know, they, they need to get results because... Home Depot Center's really been a house of horror for horrors for them in recent years. So uh, it, it it's it's nice to be able to kind of just grab your popcorn and and watch without too much of a rooting interest, except for maybe just draws across the board everywhere. That's right. Uh, so it'll be interesting to know when you know a week and a half from now when we reconvene at StubHub for that Timbers game, we'll have a lot more clarity in terms of. Where where teams sit and and what will the, the results the team will need to kind of 
maintain that first or second spot in the and West. Of, and, of course, we'll have all your coverage that you need for next week. We'll have two shows coming out, so you'll have that. Uh, look for a Corner of the Galaxy from the box early in the week, and then this show, Corner of the Galaxy, as we head closer to the Portland game. Uh, of course, we'll have lots to recap. Everybody coming back from international duty, uh, the midweek games as well, so we'll be able to talk about all that stuff and get you guys prepared and ready for that Portland game on Sunday at StubHub Center. So uh, a week off, a bye week, you get to watch a U.S. Men's National Team game versus Mexico, um, which should be a lot of fun, regardless of which side you're on. You should watch that. LA Galaxy 2 on Sunday. I've already told you that. That's the big game to watch this weekend. Don't forget, 4 p.m. on Sunday, LAGalaxy.com. OKC Energy FC. This is for a chance to play in the USL Finals. Okay, USL Finals against, and I had it open because I wanted to give you guys the uh, the two Louisville? teams. Yeah, yeah, it's, um. let's see. It is against, yeah, Louisville City FC or the Rochester Rhinos. Okay, that game is played on Saturday, October... Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, October tenth, Saturday, October tenth. Um, is that even right? That doesn't seem like that's a right. That's that can't be the October tenth. Yeah, I guess it can. Yeah, be. they play Saturday and yep, then the Saturday, Galaxy play, play the on, Sunday. Day on Sunday. Yeah, okay. I'm just I'm I'm okay. But uh, you can watch that if you go to usl.com. You can uslsoccer.com. You can find the stream of that game to find out who the LA Galaxy two would play if they advance past OKC Energy FC. All right, Corey. Anything else? No. The answer to that is no. There's absolutely nothing else, and and we can we can go on. Now. Just a big congrats to you. You had a birthday and something else that uh, happened to you. I never got to say congrats to you. Well, it wasn't a birthday. I mean, I I got engaged, right? That's what you're. Wait, I thought about? it was. Well, it was her birthday. It was her birthday. It was her, her birthday. birthday. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So c- congrats to her, I guess. Yeah. Although you're the, you're really the one that won on that one. I, I'm I'm the winner on that one, absolutely. All right, Corey, why don't you tell people where they can find you? We'll get on out of here. Find me on Twitter at Corey Ritzau, C O R Y R I T Z A U. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's J Gessman, J G U E S M A N, and of course. Follow us on Periscope at Galaxy Podcast. That's where you can find all of our shows live as we're recording them. It makes things a lot more fun whenever that happens, all right? Whenever you want to watch that and, and interact with us, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, go to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Obviously, the guys you've been listening to tonight, Back Pocket Memory, go download their stuff on iTunes. want to thank LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano for switching days so that we could come on this show today. And, of course, the big game, LA Galaxy 2, OKC Energy FC. On Sunday at 4 p.m., LAGalaxy.com is where you can watch that. All right? So, for Corey Ritzau, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at backfield.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.